Hi, I'm Susan Kennard, and I'm so excited to tell you that my book, Awaken the Light Within Your Heart, is out now. You can get it on Amazon internationally. So wherever you are in the world, you can purchase it either in hardback form, softback, or Kindle. Let me tell you a little bit about my book. The first part of my book is about my story of awakening. It also goes into details about how we attract what we attract into our life. And I tell you little bits about me and why I do the work I do today. The second part is all about the guides, the guides channel for the whole second part of the book. And they give us incredible advice and processes to help us heal ourselves. And the third part of the book is all of my processes that I've been channeled over the years that I use on a daily basis with my clients and my groups and my members. And so I'd love to share this with you. Each one of the words that's written in this book is coded with healing. And I know that you're going to heal by just reading it. So much love for now, and I can't wait to hear your feedback on Awaken the Light Within Your Heart. Welcome to The Spiritual Awakener, where you'll hear everyday people's stories of their awakening moments that led them to work with you, the collective. Now here's your host, Susan Kennard. Hi, I'm Susan Kennard and welcome to the Spiritual Awakener podcast. This is a podcast where I get to speak to incredibly fun people who have got amazing turning points or awakenings that have happened in their life. The reason why I created the Spiritual Awakener podcast is so that you can understand that you are an incredible being of light having a human experience and you too have an amazing thing, opportunity to share with the world. You have a mission. Your soul knows exactly why you're here. You just need to remember. So thank you so much for joining me. And I know you're going to love my next guest. She's like a kindred spirit to me, really. Being someone who works with my team of guides, before we even started recording, she could feel the energy of them all coming in. That's what I like. Zofia. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Spiritual Awakener podcast. It's lovely to have you here. Yes, thank you for inviting me. I always enjoy having these conversations. I feel so blessed that I have this opportunity to do this on a regular basis with other people's shows, on my own show. So blessed. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we were talking before we started recording, saying how it is to live, you know, your mission and how far you are down your mission and how. I suppose how more, what's the word, um, aligned you are to who you are and all of those things that happen in your life, you work them out and you go, oh, I've learned so much from that and now I'm this person. Sophia, tell us about you. Tell everyone about you. Who are you? You know, what was your spiritual awakening and what do you call yourself? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I now call myself Sophia Renea Morales. That's something that I got after my awakening because I never liked my name from a small child. I never liked my name. It always felt like it didn't fit me properly and I was supposed to be something else. (laughs) Yeah. Holds an energy, doesn't it? You know, our names hold an energy. And I know with numerology, 
you know, if you get married, decide to change your name, then it changes the whole frequency of your life, really. Yeah, it, I studied the numerology of Moses, and basically what that brings in is it, what's on your birth certificate, the name on your birth certificate is like the chocolate cake of your existence. However, chocolate cake is a very different presentation depending on how you frost it, and that's what those name variations do for you. It brings in a different kind of frosting because it's very... The circumstances are very different when you have chocolate cake with chocolate mousse filling and chocolate fudge icing and chocolate sprinkles and chunks of chocolate on top of it. And you've got this amazing like death by chocolate experience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a bit too, um, bit too but it, me. <laughs> yeah, it gets really rich in a hurry. And so when you take on a new name or you take on a, a nickname, mm -hmm. it's like you change out the icing. And so you put in jellied cherries and a little bit of light whipped frosting and a sprinkle of cocoa on top. And now you've got this black forest cake experience that's much lighter than the original experience that you moved in. You know, in you're going to make everyone hungry as this thing It's going to be a run on chocolate cake after this. <laughs> We're going to be recording this on the 22nd of November 2022. Actually, really powerful numbers. 2211 22. Well, it's master that. number, master number, master number. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting that this was divinely guided and ordered for us to speak on this day together. Very interesting. But what I was going to say as well is that it's 1 30 in the afternoon here in the UK. And this, um, if people were listening to it right now, they'd be thinking, oh, I maybe need to have coffee and cake now. Right. <laughs> But I know it's very early where you are, Sophie. So yes, so well, we'll have I... chocolate cake for breakfast over here. <laughs> early breakfast. <laughs> so whereabouts are you, Sophie? What, what area of the world? I am located in sunny Tucson, Arizona. Arizona. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's very is nice. Is it sunny all the time? Almost always sunny in Arizona, yeah. unless it's during monsoon. And that's like the August. Well, no, technically it starts at the end of June and goes yeah. through like August or September. Oh, wow. It's quite a yeah. long time. It's monsoon. It, it is quite yeah. a while. It, it was especially long this year. There's like this range that it arrives in. It's usually about four weeks. But this year it was it, it, it went through the entire period. There's something about hot rain, though. I mean, it's definitely something we don't get here in the UK. As you yeah. Can <laughs> but it's something about that for us being British that, you know, when we go abroad and we have to be rainforests or something like that, yeah. that is an incredible feeling for us to have hot, a hot experience but with rain. <laughs> yes. Anyway. And it's not like it's gentle rain. When the sky no. opens up here, it, it's like they're pouring down buckets. <laughs> Wow, it's a really dramatic in a half hour you'll get you know an inch of rain boom there you are <laughs> <laughs> but i love that so we we're off topic because we're talking about rain <laughs> well because so we're fun. enjoying this wonderful life yeah. experience that we're having exactly. here <laughs> exactly i can kind of see myself like this waterfall somewhere <laughs> like but anyway um so sophia what do you you know what do you call yourself so people can kind of understand who you are a little bit um, well, I call myself Sophia Renea, and this is something that was brought to me, first of all, by my guides. Yeah. And looked into, well, I knew what Renee was, because that yeah. was part of my original birth name, which means reborn. 
in the French. And Zofia, as it turns out, is divine wisdom. I'm like, wow, wow okay. Oh, <laughs> so it's divine literally wisdom. divine wisdom reborn. I'm like, oh, the other way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reborn I'm... into divine wisdom, which yeah. is what happened with my awakening. And the people that I work with, I consider myself a transformation alchemist. Uh, but what they have called me is the sensible mystic because my scientific two plus two rational logical troubleshooter background didn't just evaporate when I awakened. It's and that's one of the reasons why still I, loved there. I loved about you is because when I looked at it, I was like, I'm known as a spiritual scientist. And what I really loved was like, oh, this is an amazing soul that's done this kind of, you know, like this side of her life, got two parts of her life a bit like me. And brings it together and that's what i read one of the reasons why i really loved you know your one sheet so yeah. go ahead yeah yeah and so i bring the woo and in fact the past 10 years almost now i've led with the woo but i also bring that super practical component yeah. it's when a client works with me i don't just go okay here's your soul contract, here's what we need to know and understand, meditate on this, or go, we'll go through this yeah. healing practice, and then you're on your own. It's like, yes, we'll yeah. do all that, but there are some practical things that will help you support you through this as well. Yeah, because we live in this, you know, I don't want to quote a real world, but we live in this world where, you know, tangible, aren't we? You know, we get up, we drive a car, we pay a mortgage on a house, probably, you know, we we walk, we do all sorts of things. And so we need these practical things to go alongside our true spiritual essence. Absolutely. Things. And, you know, when you talk about vibrations of energy in this world, and this world is literally built of vibrations at different levels and different intensities, yeah. it's all well and good to bring in a spiritual vibration of a certain thing and a mental vibration of a certain thing but if you don't also bring in the physical vibration of the thing like perhaps your magnesium yeah, <laughs> you have an incomplete picture <laughs> yeah vitamin d magnesium b vitamin krill oil are my kind of staple when i feel really intuitive drawn to do it yes we don't get much light here so we so we do the vitamin, vitamin d is hugely important yeah. And it's even better when you can bring it in with some K because there are some of oh, us yeah, like my, like myself who mm. I can't use it unless I have the K because of the way my DNA is laid out. <laughs> ah, so I take it with K as well. So it's, it's, yes. um, it's actually together in capsule with K. So Exactly. Okay. And so if you haven't had your DNA done, get mm. the D that has the K and consider an insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So what, you know, what led you to understand that you were this incredible, sensible mystic? What happened? What was your spiritual awakening? I love that you were, used the word led because it wasn't led at all. <laughs> <laughs> so many people have these fine. wonderful stories where it's like, <laughs> I was walking through the bookstore and this book dropped at my feet and I realized it was for me and I took it home and read it and it changed everything. And that yeah. is not my story. I'm the person who would pick that book up and go, they should shelve these things better <laughs> <laughs> and put it back where it came from. Yeah. And so there were gentle invitations that you could have called leading. And then there was mine, which I went kicking and screaming the entire way. I had my 
my eyes closed and my hands over my ears going, I don't hear you. <laughs> so I ignored all the gentle stuff because I was very much in this two plus two equals four. It's got to be replicatable scientific mind frame that had served me so well. And so when you're in a mode like this, your higher self will take a great big giant Sharpie marker and start lining through all of the lovely stuff in your life, the things that are distracting you until you are seated on the sideline with nothing else to wow. do than reflect on how you got here and how so you're getting what, out. <laughs> what things, just for people listening and to understand, so what things kind of were pulled out of your life and did you have this experience where i suppose what i'm getting a sense of is the rug being pulled from under your feet that's ultimately what happened i kind of there are a few analogies i use for this journey one is it was a reverse job if you remember the story of job from the bible he lost everything to see if he would also lose his tremendous faith and I lost everything to see if I could find some. <laughs> and so my career got blacked off that list and our household income got blacked off that list. And the properties that we had got lined through one by one and taken off that list. And we ended up in bankruptcy. My health was lined off that list. I had a mysterious illness that was continuing to get worse, despite the fact that I was becoming better about caring for my physical vehicle and had done some tremendous things to support it. I changed my diet dramatically. I started attempting to exercise. I say attempting because when you reach a certain level of exhaustion, it actually is hurtful to try and exercise yeah, as opposed to helpful. And the next thing it lined off was my incredible intellect. I started literally losing the ability to remember what was happening from moment to moment. This, my short-term memory was more impacted than my long-term memory. I lost the ability to find the many 50-cent words that were in my vocabulary and even some of the, you know, penny words. My husband would come home and say, well, what happened today? And if I could remember, I couldn't tell him. And if I remembered the words, I couldn't tell him what happened earlier in the day. It was like going out to the garage and you pull open mm -hmm. the door and there's no garage behind the door. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, yeah. And so you wow. close the door and you turn around to go back into the house and the house is now gone also. So That's... Sophia, that, I mean, people listening to this, you know, will be, will be feeling this, this sense of how scary would that be to go from, you know, having what we might call, um, abundance success everything on the, you know in front of you and no worries financially and that's obviously something that a lot of people worry about is money you know not having any worries about that too not having your health not having money it sounds um and probably all the emotions that go with that which you know would be the confusion of why that happened yeah or horrifying i mean the mm -hmm. It played out over, I would say, six months, the most intense part of this. And it began with a realization that my husband had to return to get another degree in order to stabilize what was going on in his career. Okay, so mm -hmm. grad school. And that arrived in the same moment as 
we have to file for bankruptcy. It has arrived at that point. Okay. Now, I didn't think you could do both those things at the same time, but we found a really clever lawyer and it turns out you can. (laughs) there really is there really is you know but when you're in bankruptcy you lose a lot of the options that regular folks have okay right because you don't have control over your property anymore you can't take out loans okay there are lots of things that are not available to you so your options become much more limited when you're in a bankruptcy and you could technically get a loan if you were to go through all of the bureaucracy and make a good case to the trustee but it's this is you know like years long sort of process you're out of the bankruptcy by the time you would get it sorted out anyway so it's hardly worth battling yeah exactly so just accept there's not that is not going to happen and at the point that things got really intense. My husband had found a job. We started this process mutually unemployed and uh, he'd found a job, but it was like a third of his normal earning. And, you know, he's going back to school. I'm getting sicker. So he's doing most of the caretaking because I, with all good faith and love would go Mm -hmm. into the kitchen and attempt to put together a 30 minute meal, something very simple, salad, grilled Mm. steak you're done and it would take me three hours because i couldn't remember what was going on (laughs) what were the i mean i you know i'm very holistic in my approach but what were the medics saying to you at that time did it have a label did it have it did not initially have a label i had come to the conclusion that i was going to have to be the quarterback on this and that my gp was not going to be able to get me out of this because we'd already been to all the specialists and all the silos and they told me that it is not fibromyalgia it is not rheumatoid arthritis it is not lupus it is not and so we're crossing off all this stuff and we've looked at hashimoto's and all the thyroid things and and it's not any of those things and they had crossed off lyme disease and that it's like it's not any of this Mm -hmm. and i had come to the conclusion at that point that i needed a functional medicine doctor Mm -hmm. because they look at the whole picture Um, in the conventional world they're as holistic as you get but the problem with them is they don't take insurance 99.9 percent of them because insurance doesn't want to step out of the traditional silos which is <laughs> what these guys oh, do <laughs> that's <laughs> and, a story but yes yeah yeah and Same so here in the uk so we don't have insurance we have free health care we can go private but we have free health care it's called the national health service but they're just starting to to have different options like acupuncture even reiki in some hospitals which is amazing oh wow yeah, we've got a, a hospital here in Tucson yeah. that, that has Reiki practitioners that actually come through. They wouldn't support functional medicine. They, de- they definitely yeah. wouldn't support functional, at the moment, yeah. functional doctors. And I mean, well, we know, they're you know, too we know, we know out there. Yeah, they're too out there on the edge uh, in a yeah. lot of cases. Yeah. And so the tests and things tend to be expensive and, and what have you. Drug companies enough money, either, but I'll say that quietly. Uh, so well, uh, there's that as well. And my husband's in pharmaceuticals, so I've seen all aspects yeah. of that particular effort. 
It is super expensive to create a drug. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And then, yeah. Anyway, that to the side. Yeah. Uh, so I've been around all that and decided that I need a functional medicine guy. And I found a unicorn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I found a functional medicine yeah. guy who awesome. was covered under the insurance my husband now had. Oh, amazing. Wow. And so I went in for the tests. And when they draw blood, <laughs> they draw blood, man. Wow. The lady came over with this rack of test tubes and not like two or three, like the, yeah. the one that holds 20. Wow. And I'm They're like, why, yeah. why is she bringing everybody's tubes over? <laughs> <laughs> oh, naive little girl. <laughs> <laughs> so they filled up the rack of tubes and they tested for, oh, my God, the things they tested for toxicities of various things and DNA and all, all of the stuff looking for methylation problems. And I had quite a few of those, but it didn't mm -hmm. solve my issue. But that was a beautiful thing because it got me off of anti antidepressants. Yay. <laughs> so if you're if you've been on antidepressants forever, I would recommend checking out the work of Susan Iasco because she, no, it's Amy. Sorry, Amy Iasco because she understands the methylation stuff and some of that impacts your ability to modulate your brain chemistry mm. and so if you've been depressed and on lifelong antidepressants i would definitely go check out her work and get engaged with that or, I, get your doctor engaged with that <laughs> i know spread, yeah. spread the know. knowledge i absolutely work with people coming off their medication and i never suggest they come off their medication just clear i'm not a doctor yeah. and i don't claim to heal or cure but i do notice that when we heal the causal reason for why a person felt they needed antidepressants in the first place they tend to forget to take them and what happens yes. is the body chemically changes with the emotion shifting and it can be a serious roller coaster because I hadn't been on them a terribly long time because I would stay on for a little bit and go off and stay on for a little bit and go off. I know that's probably not advisable, but it's the rhythm that was working for me. And I think you did with your intuition. I mean, this is yeah, it, exactly. To well, to really <laughs> Understand what the body wants yeah. and needs. Yeah. And I had been on an especially long time on this stint. I think mm -hmm. it was three and a half or four years. Mm -hmm. And it was really rough coming off of them because it literally changed the number of receptors in my brain, the particular one that I'm on. And so it felt like this emotional firestorm would come through of emotions that had nothing to do with anything whatsoever. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, they were probably ones that were kind of what I call kind of within and were coming up to be released, probably. Which I could buy been... some of that, right? I've done a lot of talk therapy in my life and it served mm -hmm. me in a lot of ways, but it never really took care of what I would call the emotional heat. Absolutely. The trigger that was under there, it, it allowed me to leave my abusive mm. first husband. There were many things mm. that talk therapy yeah. assisted me in doing, but it never solved that emotional problem. I, I, I definitely agree with you. And that there's a difference, isn't there, between 
know, my old life was psychologist, psychotherapist, and ah. <laughs> the old life, you know, that I used to live in child protection and trauma, it's my specialism, but actually cellular work with frequency and, you know, really healing on a deep level is where that emotional work comes to it. Really form. bubbles forward. You don't know <laughs> what you don't know, do you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us, so this, you know, this sounds, so, so basically tell us, you, this all happened to you. You've lost everything. You basically lost pretty much your, you know, your whole self and you had to reinvent your whole self. How did that happen? How did it, how did you get to that point where how, something shifted? How that happened was I arrived at a pinch point. Okay. Because up to this point, I've been using what's left of my intellect <laughs> to kind of lead the charge on this. And it happened during the week that I got a name for what was bothering me, what had been taking my health away bit by bit. And the name was Lyme disease. Now, as you recall, that had been crossed off the list. Yes. Yeah. Um, except that it hadn't really been crossed off the list because of a quirk with Lyme disease testing. The approved test in the US, I don't know if this is the same in the UK, uh, but it has a problem with it. It's the best test they had at the time the mm -hmm. disease was mm -hmm. discovered, uh, but it's, it's got a fundamental flaw. To be a good test, you need two things. It needs to be super specific to the thing. So if it comes back yeah. positive, you know that that is in fact the thing that it came back positive for. Yeah. And Lyme disease has that. Yeah. It comes up short on the second characteristic, which is the sensitivity. Right. So yeah. you need to have a test that's sufficiently sensitive that it can detect really low levels of whatever is going on. And Lyme comes up short in that area. So as a result, a negative Lyme disease test only tells you that perhaps there might not be enough Lyme for them to tell. Okay. And Lyme takes three forms in the body. And the test is really good at detecting the initial infection form. It's not good at testing the other two forms, which are like this, these dormant cysts and eggs kind of situation. Yeah. And so when you have very advanced Lyme disease, the odds are very good that your Lyme disease test that the doctor is likely to order for you will come back mm -hmm. negative because you're way past that initial infection. Wow. Gosh, and, so many people. So if you're listening to this and you've have been feeling a similar way to Sophia felt um, and you've been told it's not that, then it might be worth you, you know, accessing a function. Finding medicine. someone who yeah. specializes in Lyme disease. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. That seems <laughs> yeah. Like and it was. turns out this particular functional guy was the regional specialist for Lyme. So he was aware of other tests that they have for the other yeah. forms that are not quote unquote approved yeah, by yeah. the FDA as of yet. And I came wow. back screamingly positive on those tests. It's like, this yeah. woman has Lyme in a major way. And Lyme is a relative of syphilis. If you remember your health mm -hmm. class, <laughs> mm -hmm. untreated syphilis eventually eats your brain and that's what kills mm -hmm. you. So that's what you feel was happening with you. That was the that stage I had arrived at. It was at wow. the stage of attacking my brain. Gosh. 
And so and this is now. I'm much better. <laughs> a beautiful, articulate woman that you would never know had any problems before. So how did that shift? Because I'm just aware of time and I really want yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, you know, when I was diagnosed, I mentioned this guy as the regional specialist. So he had a plan with capital P and it was a two year plan, 70 percent success rate. I'm like, these are all good. We're big, big red check marks. Those are fabulous. Yeah. And so I took it to insurance because previously mentioned, I don't have yeah. control over my money. There's no place extra yeah. for this to come from. Yeah. And I had a conversation with them. Here's my diagnosis. Here's the plan. What are yeah. you guys going to cover? And she literally said, we don't believe in chronic Lyme. Wow. Well, isn't that freaking convenient for you guys? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and I don't have time to wait for the bankruptcy to be over. That's another two and a half yeah. years down the road. I will be gone before then if something's not done about this right now. Yeah. And so I got off the phone with her and I'm like really reaching. And the only thing that came to mind was, well, call dad, right? My parents have been very clear with me since I was very young. 18, you're on your own. You take care of your own stuff. Don't expect to come home and live in our basement as a 40-year-old. You know, this is not a happening yeah. thing. Yeah. But I figured this might be the one moment in which they could make an exception, right? Yeah. We know what it is. There's a plan. And once I've taken care of the problem, I'm back to being a contributing member of society, right? Yeah. And you're and, still a baby. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Bank of Dad was empty that day. Wow. Oh, there was nothing that would be contributed to this. Mm -hmm. And I out of options. And I mm -hmm. went to bed that night next to my husband. And I'm not mm -hmm. sleeping at this point because when your brain gets to a certain point, it doesn't cycle the way it normally does. And so I don't sleep at night. But I've learned that if I meditate, I feel a little more refreshed in the morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there was no meditating that night. It was not going to happen. My brain was like this trapped squirrel and it's bouncing off all the walls. My husband's already not sleeping between the, the courses and the working and taking care of me. I mean, he's getting three or four hours of sleep a night. This is there's no extra cycles in his world. I can't get a job. I can't make a 30 minute meal in three hours. The bank of dad is closed. We're in bankruptcy. There aren't loans that are going to be happening here. And so I keep going around and bouncing off all these walls. And the beautiful word for it, I think they use is surrender. <laughs> That's not really what happened at three, but if you want to paint it pretty, you could call it that. What happened at 3 a.m. was I was so exhausted, I had no more energy to give to it. And I arrived at an acceptance that I did not have the answer. Wow, I know. And that's probably the best place, isn't it? Right. It was yeah. actually a good place, although it didn't feel good in that moment. It was just this total level of exhaustion and resigned to the trapped place that I'm in. That you don't know. Yeah, that the I don't is, know. Yeah. And in that moment of quiet that followed all that mental thrashing around, arrived the thought that I could pray. Hadn't done that in a very long while. Lot, lots of reasons for that involving mm -hmm. 
the super strict fundamentalist religion of my childhood because they the god that they shared <laughs> was very judgmental a jealous god a vindictive yeah. god a god that would tell a people to go wipe out another people because he promised that land to them and so therefore they're more special and more better and it's like no and i knew in my childhood in my heart that that's not what god is but mentally it gets hard to pick all of that stuff apart mm -hmm. And in that moment, I decided I was going to pray to the God of my heart, the one that I knew and understood, which is love. And I decided to keep it simple. I'm, he's God. He knows everything that's gone on. I use he as a convenience. Mm -hmm. He, she, it, they, whatever pronoun you like. And so I said, God, I will do anything to get better. And I only had to say it once, and it was so sincere. It was every fiber of my being. And I got my answer straight away, because I had this little voice in the back of my mind said, really, anything? Got to give that a think for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Anything's big. <laughs> Doesn't have a lot of edges. And so I sat with that for a while, came to the conclusion that the God that I know in my heart is not going to ask me to lie, cheat, steal, hurt other people. These are, these are my edges. I'm not doing that shit. Um, at least not on purpose. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, Intentionally. Yeah, exactly. And so I said, God, for you. I will do anything. And I got my first miracle because I fell asleep. And I woke in the morning with a clarity that I had to go get one of these clearing IVs that I had no idea how I was paying for. And while I was in the infusion room getting that clearing IV, the What's doctor the walked IV? in. Uh, Lyme is very toxic. Okay. And when you start killing it, which we had, he'd started me on some antibiotics before I made the phone call to the insurance. It gets more toxic as you start killing it off because instead of dripping the toxin out little by little, they explode and it floods your system. And so he had this IV cocktail he would give you that had some useful immune support stuff, vitamin C and what have you, but that also worked to neutralize and clear out some of the toxins. Right. Yeah. I don't remember everything that was in it, but damn, it worked pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. And so I had a conversation with him in the infusion room where he doesn't normally go and said, look, I am a cash pay client. I'm in bankruptcy. Insurance is completely out of the picture at this point. What are my options? Because Doctors do have a lot of compassion and there are usually unpublished options that they have. So I figured I better ask. And he said, oh, good. Insurance is out of the picture. I'm like, on, on what day of the week is that a good thing? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, if insurance is out of the picture, we have a naturopath herbalist on staff who would never be covered by insurance. But his office visits are half the price of mind and instead of you know exotic antibiotics and ivs mm. like i have in my program 
he uses herbs and they're like 30 to 40 dollars a bottle like okay so now we're talking about more affordable options yeah, even though i yeah. still don't know where that money is coming from. from but you <laughs> but you literally thought well at least it's at least it, it's half the price and the scientist wasn't real thrilled with the fact that it was an herbalist because yeah. it's all folk tale and an anecdote, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but the scientist doesn't have a choice at this point. And so I went down that road. And this is usually the point at which I forget to tell you that my Lyme was gone within three months of working with this man because this is where I begin to learn what the anything I promised was about. And the first bait was a book, of course, <laughs> in his waiting room. And on the cover, it said, Did it fall off the shelf? <laughs> no, it was sitting on the table. I'm not a magazine girl. And he was running late that day. So I was looking for something to occupy myself. And the yeah. book, of course, stands out. And the book says the emotion code on the front. Now, oh, I've yeah. <laughs> never figured out the emotion thing up to this point, raised by a German and a Norwegian. And what they will tell you is you're not supposed to have those. And if you do, you smash them way down and you press on regardless because yeah. it's not useful in any way to have those emotions just submerge them. And this is very, very bad advice. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, let, let's just say that again. It's very, very bad advice to suppress your emotions. Please listen to that. Yes, very bad advice. So if this man had the code, I wanted to know. And so I got the book and I'm, I literally worked through the book like it was a workbook. And Devoured. it's helping. It's helping. I love this. And he teaches muscle testing in the book. And I'd run into muscle testing previously, mm -hmm. but this one showed you how to do it on yourself as opposed to needing another person cranking on your mm -hmm. arm, mm -hmm. you know? And I so teach that, that as well. It's in my that, book, actually, because it's that's so important. Super, super helpful. And to have a, you know, to have a tangible yeah. thing you can do yourself, why not? Yeah. Well, yeah. And as a scientist, it's acceptable to me because I can prove I can go out and replicate. <laughs> You're so much like me. I'm like, it's it's a black evidence. box that works <laughs> yeah. for me. The black box works for me. And yeah, all and this weird shit starts happening in my life as I'm taking down my heart wall and getting rid of all these trapped emotions. Yeah. And I'm seeing crossed over dead people and fairies in the yard and i'm knowing things about the past and the future and i'm getting the yeah. answer to questions that i have no business asking but i ask anyway because i'm a yeah. people watcher it's like <laughs> wow i wonder what happened that that's their logical choice right yeah, so <laughs> because kind of we always up that yeah side of your brain all of that is opening up and yeah. i'm going into like walmart and it's like walking into a rock concert at full volume it's this like body hit of energy as i'm going in and i'm like damn and the scientist is losing her shit trying to write all of this stuff off it's like you've got more brain damage than you realize they're gonna send yeah. the guys with the white coat and the wraparound sleeves for you sometime soon you know it's it's this moment of like i'm really losing my shit but i'm not allowing for the possibility that any of this is like a real thing that's happening in this moment and God love my God squad. They are so patient. They're like, okay, she needs more proof. 
and it would get amped up every time and she needs more yeah. proof and I, I spontaneously said a prayer in hebrew one day <laughs> i had to go google the phonetics <laughs> to find out yeah. what it was yeah. And the scientist is so continuing to write it all off. And so I finally came home from the grocery store one day and my neighbor is helping her husband into the house and helping is painting it pretty. She was staggering under his weight. He was clearly in a great deal of pain. So the ice cream can melt. We went and got them into the house. And along the way, she's explaining that his kidneys have gotten so bad. I'm really worried. I'm going to go get an emergency appointment. I'm like, wow. I'll stay right here with him. You go. Yeah. And we're in the living room and his eyes are closed and his lips are moving. I mean, he's not saying anything. It's clear to me that he's praying. I'm not especially comfortable with watching him pray. <laughs> I just said my first prayer two weeks ago in mm. like decades. Mm. So I closed my eyes to give him some privacy. And in my mind's eye, I see this little tiny flame and it looks like a pilot light that's on the edge of going out. It's, they kind of dance and yeah. pop right before they go poof. And I have this knowing that arrives that that's where his life force is right now. And he is on the edge of poof, I'm out of here. And I'm quite confident the scientist didn't ask this question. But in my mind, I asked, is there something we can do about that? And that little flame became huge and strong and like this bonfire. I don't know how big it got because he dropped my hands. So my eyes whipped open. <laughs> and he you says, thought he might have gone or something. Yeah, that or something might have yeah. Yeah. been going wrong with him. <laughs> and he says, are you a healer? And he said that. He asked me that and I was saved from having to answer that question to him in that moment because his wife came back saying, we got the appointment, we got to leave now. Mm -hmm. So I hustled him back out to the car and went and hid in my house for two days while the scientist convinced me that nothing had actually happened. <laughs> and my upbringing convinced me that I was being a very bad neighbor <laughs> because in the part of the country I'm raised in, you, with the devil. you help your neighbors. Yeah. You know, you help your neighbors when they're yeah. in these circumstances and you shovel their sidewalk or you bring them casseroles yeah. or, or something. Yeah. And I haven't even checked on them in two days. So I convinced myself I should go next door and check on them. Yeah. And she answered the door with this big smile on her face. I'm like, okay, so it's not a funeral and he's probably not in the ICU. <laughs> <laughs> and she brings me into the living room and he's kicked back in his barker lounger looking fat and happy he's got a drink and a book and his remote and it, he's loving life and i'm like well how are you doing and he says you know it was the strangest thing by the time i got to the kidney doctor i was feeling pretty good and they ran me through the usual battery of tests and i had something happen that hadn't happened in a long time, my test came back normal. Wow. And That's that was the moment. Miracles do happen. That the scientist had to sit down, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And, and I had to look at everything that went before with a different lens. Yeah. And since I'm a scientist, that lens started with, well, what if this actually is a thing? What if 
this is not the brain damage that was sustained. Yeah, so hypotheses. (laughs) My language. So you know what's the hypotheses? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What if this means? Yeah. Something more than I've believed it to be up to this point. Yeah. And it would seem that this is some of the everything, the anything that I had promised was to step into this woo world and to look at this all with a very different lens. Wow. I mean, that's just what an incredible story of your life. Kicking and screaming the entire way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to get into my awakening, but I spent a long time kicking and screaming saying, I'm a scientist. This, I'm not this is that. not yeah. possible, yeah, right? No, 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 no. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to. Well, and it took me six was, months yeah. to actually share with my husband yeah. what was going on because wow. we were science nerds, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, I yeah, married yeah. another scientist. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> was, God, God love him. He <laughs> took it much better than I did. <laughs> Wow. Yes, I, I have my mother-in-law to thank for that because she's yeah. always been a very dialed in fay kind of person who yeah. <clears throat> says thank you to her angels for parking spots and this kind of thing. And yeah. I love her to death. <laughs> and so the scientist yeah. kind of, you know, roll my eyes while I was looking another direction. <laughs> it's like, yeah, OK, whatever, <laughs> because I love her and she's an amazing person. Yeah. Uh, but and I'm not going to ridicule her, but inside yeah. my mind, it's like, yeah, OK, whatever. <laughs> you love her for who she is. That's a good thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. And wow. God love her because it allowed my husband to accept what was happening with me much more easily than I could even accept what was happening with me. So I can see, you know, how, you know, with your with your awakening, your story, with how, let's say, God showed you that you were, I'm right at the top of, you know, this call, I said, we are all divine beings of light choosing to be human. And so you were shown that in no uncertain terms that, you know, that you were this divine being of light choosing to be human (laughs) and so how do you help others because i really want to get to that because we are coming to the end of our time and i really want to get to you know what you offer people and also that there's guys listen to this because there are a couple of free offers here as well that uh zofia is gonna talk to you about indeed Um, session and the other is yeah go ahead the other is quiz that you can do and you can find that on her her website yeah do you want to say your website you can find it on the website or you can go Mm -hmm. straight to the quiz here and the Mm -hmm. quiz can be found at superpowerquiz.us and it's the what is your number one spiritual superpower i created it because part of the work i do is helping people come into their divine gifts Psychic development is another word for it, right? (laughs) And one of the most common things I see is that everyone in the class kind of looks at everyone else and goes, well, they're more talented than I am because they see. They're more talented than I am because they hear. I just feel other people's pain in my body, (laughs) right? (laughs) It's a a nothing kind of gift. No, it's a really profoundly useful gift, especially if healing is on your path. 
So this quiz stands as a mirror. Yeah. And if I were doing a group, you know, I would sit everybody in a circle and go tell the person to the right the giftedness you see in them. Oh, because okay. you go around the circle and you get your own as well. It's like, wow, okay. I hadn't realized because it's like the water you swim in. It, it's just always there. And so it seems like such a nothing thing to you because it's always been there. And so yeah. this mirror is for you to clearly see what your giftedness is. Because everything that we bring into this world, every experience we have in this world is part of what's needed for you to really bring your mission out into the world. And it's not always clear at the beginning how it all weaves together. It's this trust that, okay, the fact that I was in the Fortune 100 for much of my career, what does that have to do with healing? It actually has quite a bit to do with healing. <laughs> And it's where I really stepped into my troubleshooter skills. And that's it. And it's like everything. So if you're listening to this and, you know, you're like, well, I've done this particular job for all of my life. Well, maybe that particular job, all of those skills that you have within that job are transferable in many other different ways. And it yes. may be that it's, no, I'm not saying leave your job. I never say that to anyone. No, But no. it is an opportunity to kind of think out of the box. And you will know, I'm sure, when you do this quiz, I'm sure you'll go, oh, yeah, I actually know Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's a way to, what do I want to say? Not everyone who's here on a spiritual mission is intended to have, quote, unquote, a spiritual business. Absolutely. You know, everyone oh, thinks, oh, well, I need to become a reader or I need to become yeah, a healer. No. I need. No, 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 no. You can do laundry soap as a spiritual mission. And I, I've had people on my show, so, <laughs> which here's the opportunity for that URL, SovereignSelf.Live. And we talk about the journey and the awakening mm. and how people are serving out into the world and even laundry soap when it's approached from this higher yeah. perspective I becomes a spiritual mission. I totally agree with you. For me, it's about what lights you up. Yes. So if you're happy working on the beach, I live right by the beach, so working on the beach, working with the deck chairs, working out in the forest, whatever you're happy doing, you're happy working in a shop, seeing people every day, and that lights you up, that is your mission. And that changes and transforms. You don't have to be a medium. You don't have to be someone who helps people heal it's that's not what a spiritual mission necessarily is is it right. we feel exactly the same with that. yes and so that's one way you can well two yeah. ways now you can engage in me, with me because the superpower quiz will put you on my mailing list and you can oh, kind of peek peek yeah. around the corners of Zofia land from there yeah. um but the, the third way session, i just want to say about yeah. free session so it's a 20 minute that, free session that's uh, what I'm coming to next. Oh, okay, my love. Yeah. We'll yeah. Make sure get that in. Because I do spiritual troubleshooting and sometimes you're in one of these dark night kind of moments and it all seems very black or you've reached this level on your journey and it feels like you've plateaued or worse yet that your gifts have disappeared because we do have those moments sometimes. Mm. And so I do a 20 minute free session and that can be found at book zofiacoffeechat.com and the whole point of that session is to troubleshoot what's happening for you 
And so I gather a lot of information before we talk. We talk for 20 minutes and you leave with the plan. Now, you also leave with the option to work with me, but there are no strings attached to that. You leave with a plan either way, because my firm belief is you can do 80% of your work. Yeah, but I there's agree. that last 20% that you need someone else who can hold space, provide a different That's viewpoint, or literally go in and do some light body surgery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just kind of have just a thing. <laughs> tweak, tweak the thing, remove, reconnect, whatever it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I am very aware of the time, and I really I feel like we really need to um, oh, kind of bring this URL for that. Because there'll be people out there going with their pen going, wait, it's yeah, no, absolutely. But I just, I just say, bringing it to so Sophia, yes. can you just share? Yeah, where people can get hold of you in that perspective. Absolutely. So that they can contact you. Yeah. Book Zofia coffee chat dot com. So that's Z-O-F-I-A. Very non-traditional spelling. <laughs> Z-O-F-I-A coffee chat dot com. Book Zofia coffee chat dot com. Sounds amazing. And it is literally like a coffee chat. <laughs> it is. It is. It'll be a lot like this conversation, only I know, useful. Which, which <laughs> even been... more useful. <laughs> oh, no, this has been great. It's been great. It's been really great to have you on the show. And I'm sure that everyone's really enjoyed this too. And really enjoyed, you know, where you come from, where you can go to. And if you're listening to this and you look at your life and you think, oh, my goodness, I had these moments in my life and they felt awful. They felt horrendous. But actually now I get why I went through that. And that's exactly like Sophia and I. We had these difficult moments and they were our turning points and they were our spiritual awakenings. And if you've had a spiritual awakening and a turning point that you want to share with my listeners, <laughs> I would love to hear from you. You yeah. can find me on susankennard.co.uk and Susan Kennard across all social media. Sophia, I last word. That. Last words is this. Change sucks. <laughs> and generally it sucks because we don't want to release whatever it is that's passing out of our world. And it's just a fact. So if you are in a space where it's like, my life is really sucking right now, I say, I'm sorry to hear that. And congratulations all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're wondering, well, how can I move through this faster? It's to not resist the change. And it sounds simple on its face. And the tool that I find that helps me with that is curiosity. So if I can release the struggle and step into curiosity about how this is serving me how this is getting me closer to where i need to be it speeds the process and it makes it a lot emotionally easier for me <laughs> yeah i get i yeah absolutely and it is it is about we talk about the wonders of the world but we can also talk about the wonders of ourselves and we can wonder why this is showing up wonder why our body's showing this message wonder why that person is responding that way to us etc etc wonder why our bank account looks the way it does and we can actually kind of put that message out can i pause way. for a second can you yeah and can you kind of why why is not the most useful question here because the universe will answer all the questions that you ask yeah and so i've learned to Wondering kind of release the why questions 
and to step more into the how questions. How is this serving me? How is this important to my shift? How is this serving my journey? Because the why questions just tend to leave you more stuck in many ways. Well, it depends how you ask them. If you're saying it, why this is, is my true. showing this, but if you're like, <laughs> oh, I wonder, you know, what what's the meaning of this? You know, why? What is it within me that is showing up? Yes. See, I there's a what up? question. I and like that, that. You know, kind of like looking at it like a frequency. Part of the reason I pivot people away from the why is because mm -hmm. we spend, we're trained to spend much of our life going, well, why me? Yeah. And, I and that just it. leaves you stuck. So if you yeah. shift to a totally different question foundation, yeah. it pivots you out of that well-worn path of, oh, poor me, into that's something that's bigger and more expansive. You can that's come great. back to the why questions later, but I would suggest as an initial jumping off point, ditch mm -hmm. the why, go with a what or a how question. My two cents. What? Wow. <laughs> so thank you so much, Sophia, for being on The Spiritual Awakener. Great conversation. Really lovely to meet you and much love for now. Thank you. So if you're listening to The Spiritual Awakener and this is the first time you have been here, pop over to episode one and you can hear my awakening story where I got woken up in the night by something very strange. Much love for now. And remember, you are loved. Thanks for listening to The Spiritual Awakener and being a part of our conversation. If you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get great information at susankennard.co.uk.